Presentation Podcast, Season 7, Episode 183. Sandy, Nolan, and Troy are each members of the Presentation Guild. And the Presentation Guild is our industry representation. The Guild monthly email newsletters are always full of activities and opportunities for presentation designers. That monthly newsletter inspired this episode. With some scheduled gymnastics, we coordinated this conversation with some of the Presentation Guild board members to talk about the Presentation Guild and about its events. Let's join the group conversation. I'm Troy Collar from TLC Creative Services, based in Southern California, where the weather is perfect. <laughs> Welcome to the Presentation Podcast. I'm Sandy Johnson with Presentation Wiz in perfectly weathered Minnesota. Um, and I'm Nolan Hames from Nolan Hames Creative in Montclair, New Jersey, where it is about to be a dark and stormy night. The Presentation Guild is our industry representation, which is great because, well, for years, there was no central body. There was no central community. There was community, but it wasn't the same level. Uh, for us presentation people, if you're a Presentation Guild member, you receive the email newsletters, which are always full of activities and opportunities for, well, presentation people. That kind of inspired this episode where our very own Sandra Johnson coordinated the schedules of a few of the Presentation Guild board members to talk about the Guild, about the events that they host, the events that they have planned, uh, some things that are potentially announcement, who can attend, what is planned. There's just a lot there. So thank you, Guild, for your ongoing monthly newsletter full of all these activities, and we get to talk about a bit of it now. We are very happy to have Sheila Robinson, Matt Krauss, Fiona Walsh, and Johanna Renval, each present Presentation Guild board members with us. Let's start out with introductions. Uh, first of all, welcome, welcome, welcome. It was not an easy road getting everybody here today, and it was not to your fault. I mean, you know, everybody's schedules. We've got eight, what? eight, nine people here trying to coordinate. So thank you so much. And, and we're really, really appreciative. But let's talk about who you are, what your day job is, what your director's role is with the Presentation Guild, because there's specific and I know there's a little crossover, but let's talk about your roles and maybe what part of the world you live in and anything amazing about you. Why don't you start, Matt? Well, my name is Matt Krause. And I'm the owner of a one-man company called Recipient Labs. And my job is, my day job is to teach non-native speakers the presentation skills that they'll need to move up in an in international organization. And then you mentioned something amazing about me. And well, before that, you also asked what country I'm from, and I live in Turkey, and you, you also asked for something amazing about me, and I, of course, naturally think that everything about me is amazing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but You have an amazing story, though, about how you got to Turkey, and I, I, I mean, don't forget that. Oh, well, there's that. I, well, I did. Actually, uh, hold on, hold on. I got to interrupt. First of all, you said non-native speaking. You live in Turkey. We're talking English. What is non-native? What's the non-native language? 
Well, the the native uh, language would be English. So my job is to teach okay. non native or speak non natives or how, how would you put it non native speakers English first language. There you go. Uh, people for whom English is a second or more language, teaching them the the Much presentation better. skills that they'll need to move up in an international organization. And okay, then on amazing, what languages do you speak? Because I don't know. I just speak, well, obviously you- I speak English. <laughs> My English is pretty good. <laughs> hey, we got that one down. <laughs> we got that one down. I also speak a little Chinese, uh, a little Spanish, and a little Turkish, of course. I, 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 will, I will say I'm a total American. I can speak English. Okay. Californian. <laughs> speaks Cal- yeah, not English. He speaks Californian. <laughs> well, I, I'm from California, so... I also speak California. I'm a fluent speaker of Californian. Sheila, why did you go ahead? Absolutely. Sheila B. Robinson here. I use the middle initial because it's a really common name. (laughs) Um, My company is Custom Professional Learning. It's pretty much just me. Um, I'm an educator and trainer and a consultant, uh, a program evaluator, a survey designer, a data viz person, sometimes a writer, do lots of different things. my superpower is teaching. And I can tell you that if I know something, I can teach it to you. Mm-hmm. I, I've taught um, piano to someone who couldn't read a note of music. I've taught algebra to someone who couldn't add single digit numbers. Um, so I guess that's my, my thing. Um, with the Presentation Guild, I'm currently acting president. I was voted in as vice president for 2023. And unfortunately, our current president took ill and is on a leave. Um, So I've been acting president. It's a wonderful, demanding, rewarding, fabulous role. I'm from Rochester, New York, way upstate, western New York. Um, And my city is amazing. We are the home of Kodak, uh, Susan B. Anthony, Frederick Douglass, perhaps most of all, Wegmans. (laughs) If you know, you know, right? In any crowd, yes. somebody who knows Wegmans, it's the greatest grocery store in the world. And we're very proud of it. It is amazing. The first time I ever saw one was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And that was the highlight of my Green Bay stay. But um, <laughs> yeah, we told it really, people. it's an amazing store. We take people to the flagship store yes. uh, just a few miles from my house because it is a tourist destination. A grocery store. Absolutely. Right. Their organic food section is to die for. Absolutely. They're known for great produce and they partner with a lot of local farms, which I love. Awesome. Hey, Matt, did you tell us what your role was on the Guild Board? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, on the Guild Board, I am the events guy, which I guess the official way of saying it would be the director of events. I think, is that right, Sheila? The director of events? There you go. Team lead for events. I just say I'm the events guy. That works. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> hey, Fiona, you go. Hi there. So my name's Fiona Walsh of Empower Presentations, and I teach corporates how to use PowerPoint. I specialize in STEM, so speak, uh, teaching STEM organizations, because that's my background. My background is in science and chemistry. Um, I have had my business for about three years now. I kind of started off during COVID. It gave me the opportunity to build business up because it was online and, you know, just gave me the opportunity to do that. 
I am from Birmingham in England and I speak English. <laughs> um, <laughs> I live in Ireland in Cork and my daughters who are Irish would love me to speak a bit more Irish but sadly I speak very little Irish very complicated language <laughs> absolutely and my role on the guild is education director so I am currently looking after the certification process wow for the guild okay and an- another international representative Johanna Renval go ahead yeah hi everyone um, Johanna Renval. I run a PowerPoint and presentation design agency called Presentitude. So I have the privilege to spending my days um, creating amazing things in PowerPoint day in and day out for my wonderful clients. Uh, in the Guild, I am the art director and I also work with events and Markham. I am based out of Northern California in Folsom, also known for Johnny Cash's Folsom Prison Blues, but I do not live at the at the prison. Um, I'm originally from Sweden, but I am a very European Californian. And um, compared to Sheila, I don't have to use my initial because as far as I know, I'm the only Johanna Renwald in the world. So um, um, very unique name. I hear you too. You've taken on the J I sound have, instead of yes, the Swedish true. sound. It's funny when we <laughs> when we were naming our kids, we wanted, you know, the kids' names to start with a J, but I thought that was such an international, you know, um, way of saying the word J, but um, I've given up. Uh, in Swedish, you would say Johanna, which <laughs> is a completely different way of using the J. Than, but my kids keep correcting me, so here I am and you know, stuck in American English. So. What a worldly bunch we have. <laughs> it is. And and now you can Indeed. see the whole up front about Sandy coordinated was a huge effort. This is not just, hey, let's get a few people together. First, we have, what's here, two, four, there's six people. And we've got 12 one, time two, zones. Three, four, five. Wait, do we have six different time zones? No, Johanna and I are in the same time zone. So we have five time zones to coordinate here. All is amazing. Well, okay. So the presentation guild represents the presentation industry that's us and hopefully everybody listening and and the guild has had no the guild has a fantastic mission can i'm just going to say can you making that a very open end is tell us about the guild's mission and also has it changed at all from the founding of the presentation guild has things evolved in any way yeah it's evolved over the years a little bit you know but um and I, sh- I don't have the original memorized. <laughs> That's That was kind of my question, because I know what I read online, the presentation mill, the, the presentation guild uh, promotes the presentation design and production industry as a profession, recognizes the skills and expertise of presentation creation specialists and provides opportunities for members to expand their knowledge and abilities. I think it's changed from when we first got it, but I don't have historical on that, and I'm just excited to have something there. But I'm curious how you guys are implementing it, what you see as the vision, and tell us about it, where you feel about it. I think I can I can speak to the fact that um, the way in which it's evolved is probably becoming more expansive and even more inclusive, where the founding members were... Um, Microsoft MVPs. So these are folks who are so highly um, skilled in the technical and design aspects of PowerPoint. And it's wonderful. We A lot of our members are presentation designers, um, but we've also expanded to include folks whose uh, 
whose main interest is more in public speaking and storytelling, messaging and delivery. So I think we're, if, you know, if I can say our mission in plain language, it's to gather anyone and everyone with an interest in good presentations and making the world a better place through good presentations, any aspect that you work on. That, and that's exactly it. I remember seeing it evolving into that as more coaching experts came on board. Um, and of course, there's so much in the programming world now. And it's, as I'm curious to see what's going to happen with AI and how that impacts uh, your membership and your your goals. Sure. For the Just like future. other organizations, we're starting to talk about that too. In our member Slack discussion, people are talking about AI. We've been talking about um, what kind of AI events uh, we'd like to host and uh, how we might educate our members on how people are using AI for presentation work. I should, you know, we should have, we didn't ask um, who has been uh, a member the longest. Uh, Johanna, you were a founding member, right? No, no, I was not a oh, founding right. member, okay. but I was one of the first, I think. Um, okay. I was a hard rocker. Yes, hard rocker. Hard rocker. Yes. But I've been, yeah, I've been around since the very first. I think I was the first Instagram follower. Okay. I take very you know, <laughs> big pride in that. Um, but yeah, I've been around for a long time. And Sheila, were you around from day one? I was. I happened okay. to, um, I much. think I caught, I was following Echo Swinford on Twitter. And I think I caught her tweeting, you know, we're just about to launch the presentation guild. And I went, wait, what? I have to be a part of that. And so I, I know I was a newsletter subscriber from issue number one. And I lurked a little bit um, before actually paying dues. And I actually got involved because I offered to help with the state of the industry survey. So whenever somebody uh, reaches out to me for, you know, advice on LinkedIn or resources or this or that, you know, I always try to answer their questions and give them, you know, give them advice, you know, oh, look at this, look at that. But 99% of the time that that initial email to back to them is going to say also, and you need to join the guild. You need to join the presentation guild if you're not a member already. And that's, I mean, to me, it's just sort of like t top there in terms of if you're in the industry it's going to give you things that you need. Let's do sort of like a, a little round robin. What, what, like the, the top one thing, let's go around one thing that from your perspective, why somebody in the field should join the guild. We've already started talking about some of the, the, um, the things that it offers, but you know, let's Joanna, like you kick it off. Like, like you can say like the only one thing, this is what you get. Why, why would you join the guild? Oh, easy community. Mm -hmm. The, the community, uh, I think, is how it started, and it's still a very important part of it. Um, when you work with PowerPoint, regardless if you're in-house or at an agency, or when you are a speaker presenter running your business or training other people to become good speakers, it can be a lonely, it can be a lonely world. You're teaching others, you're helping others. Um, many of us work by ourselves or, you know, our lonely in our positions internally. So community for me is the, 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 the one thing to get to lower the guard of the, you know, guild gatherings, hang out, meet up, um, and just know that you're not alone, alone. You have other people doing the same thing as you mm -hmm. and struggling with the same, um, challenges and, uh, are as happy about the wins that you do. So yeah, community. So you can suffer together. 
other people. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sheila. Basically. I, I've, I've enjoyed suffering with you over the years. Uh, <laughs> Sheila, how about you? Yeah. So um, I'm just going to piggyback off of that. My word was going to be collegiality. Um, I find Ooh. it fascinating and wonderful that so many of the guild's members are people like you and us that, you know, we own our own businesses. To some extent, we should be competitors. But in the space of the guild, people are really collegial, willing to share, willing to help. And, you know, with something like job boards, people are also saying, hey, here's a here's a freelance job I can't take. Does somebody want it? And um, I think with community and collegiality comes opportunity, which, you know, is so much better than being siloed and, you know, giving the side eye to your competitors, always worried about who's going to steal what from you. Um, so I love the Guild for that reason, too. Mm. I don't think our industry has ever been that way. We've always been more supportive of one another than is standard, I think, I among competitors. Of course, our size. Good point. <laughs> the fact that it's so small <laughs> is, you know, no, hell, no. Yeah, it helps. good point. No, but all, we I mean, know everybody. We know everybody, but also it's, there's so few people that do this kind of thing. The demand we know is is so high. Um, but you're right, too. It's, it, it is a sense of collegiality. Um, Fiona, how about you? So I came across the Guild on LinkedIn about 18 months ago and checked out their website and joined and paid up straight away. So for me to find them, I, I thought it was amazing that there was somewhere that I could hang out. But for me, I think the, the draw was access to experts to learn more and to ask questions. You know, if you've got so I suppose a sense of community like Joanna's, Joanna's saying as well, but just um, the access to people to be able to ask for advice or get some help with something. We have a Slack group that's very, very active and you can pop a question in there and you'll get a number of responses very, very quickly. So just to get, you know, to learn other, other things. And it's really helped my business because I've been able to expand what I can deliver as a trainer by all the things that I've learned in the group. So for me, it's more the, I don't mean the formal education, but just that access to the experts and to be able to uh, you know, oh, expand Matt, and grow. Bring it home. I would go with to get inspired. Uh, me personally, I think Fiona and I joined about the same time because I joined in March 2022. Is that about the time that you joined, Fiona? Yeah, that was exactly it. Yeah, March. Yeah, so so I joined and I have no background at all in slide design, no background in design of any sort. And I joined initially because I thought, well, this is a skill I should learn. And, <laughs> and so and it's been great for me, but I realized after a few months that that inspiration goes two ways because I started talking to some other guild members and I have a background much more in public speaking more than slide design. And I realized that I, I figured because that was my background, I figured everyone in the guild must have uh, public speaking absolutely nailed. And then they've moved on to slide design and they've got that nailed too. And then I realized after a while that there are a lot of people who, even though they have the slide design part nailed, the public speaking is new to them too. And so they are also there to get inspired. And so that's what I would go with is the guild is the place to go get inspired. Excellent. Excellent. Can I, can I just ask Fiona and Matt how you first came across the guild since you only joined recently? How did you 
like what where did you hear about yeah it was on linkedin and i think i might have come across uh tony ramos if that's how you pronounce his name um Mm -hmm. and i don't even i can't even remember how i came across him Mm-hmm. But I did, and I connected with him somehow, or he connected with me, one or the other. And then I started seeing his posts, and there was something about the guild there, and that's how I find, found out about them. So purely by chance. And I came, I came across them. Uh, this was back when the guild first started. I somehow I don't know I don't remember how, but somehow I got on the email newsletter list. So I was getting those emails for years before I joined, and then finally in 2022. I decided, well, they've been around for a while, so I should probably finally join these people. <laughs> but yeah, I, I somehow, through some random thing that I don't even remember, somehow got on their email news list. So that makes me think of one that I none of you brought up consciously, but it's, I think, just woven through, and that's raising awareness of our profession. Uh, whether it is on LinkedIn and social media and word of mouth, Tony is a former board member and the newsletter, um, whether we're trying to raise awareness of our support for our colleagues or raising awareness. And I say our because, it, you know, you're near and dear to me, um, but also making employers aware of the, the professionals and what you're doing with the certifications is elevating it and making these employers aware of, hey, anyone can do PowerPoint or anyone can be a coach. Anyone can do this. But our members are certifiable. <laughs> it is an extremely it is an extremely important part, Sandy. I feel I just came out right before mm-hmm. The recording of this from a, a, a client meeting where I was asked, well, why should we use you and not, you know, the design agency we used to hire in the past? Do you really know more about slide design and PowerPoint than they do? And um, having uh, the guild and the certification and sort of, yes, I actually do. Uh, no more than they, uh, but I will happy to work together with them because, you know, there's, you know, this, there's no conflict, but I know more <laughs> and the guild plays an important uh, role in that. Um, certifications for me has been very important um, showing that. And also for my own sake, like for, to prove to myself, uh, maybe sometimes more than anything else that, I know this stuff. I can certify myself. It's not just something in my head. I know what I'm doing, because there's I don't I can't get a degree in the particular trade of of uh, that I'm doing when it comes to the guild, the presentation design and powerpointing. So um, that is an important part for sure. So um, so the certification, uh, Sheila, you said you were your spearheading certification. Right now? So I was the director of education and training. um, And then I moved out of that role. Fiona this year has served in that, in that capacity, which is wonderful because Fiona has uh, special expertise in learning management software. And we really, really needed that. And she's wonderful. Um, Excellent. One thing I want to say about certification is, you know, people have really used it to get ahead, not just the freelancers or entrepreneurs who use certification, you know, to build their own credibility with the clientele, 
but even folks who are employed by you know large corporate organizations, right? They're getting certified, and I think that helps um, either them move mm-hmm. up in position or maybe negotiate better uh, salary or compensation packages, stuff like that. It can it can really um, boost your career no matter what you're doing. And the one thing I I also want to say. Um, so I came to the first certification exam thinking I've been doing PowerPoint since the nineties. I was teaching PowerPoint in the nineties, right? I, I taught people to get their sentences off the slide and reduce the number of words and go find some free clip art on Google and put it in the right corner of the slide. Right. I'm not terribly proud of that now, but you know, that's what we knew. Um, so mm-hmm. that certification exam, that specialist level, is pretty rigorous. Um, even after using PowerPoint for decades, I had a lot of studying to do to get that level of technical knowledge and also uh, like principles of graphic design. Um, so our certification program, I think, is is hugely important to the guild, and we're so excited because more and more people are becoming certified. We have a lot of folks to celebrate now. And Fiona, are there how many levels are there now? And are there? Do you want to let us yep. in on any like plans so for the future? So there's three levels. Um, first of all, I just like to say I agree with Sheila. I did this certification as part of the first person to go through the new platform, new LMS platform we're doing. I I sat the specialist level in March, and yeah, she, I'm absolutely, I absolutely agree with what you said, Sheila. I thought that's a bit doddle, you know. I've been doing PowerPoint for years. <laughs> I started going through some questions, the practice questions. I thought, well, actually, yeah, I think I need to do a bit of uh, brushing up here. <laughs> So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good standard of uh, certification, that's for sure. So with three levels, we've got the specialist level, and then it moves on to the expert level, and then we have the master level. So the specialist and expert levels are available for people to sit now. You have to sit the specialist level before you can go on to do the expert the master is work in progress because we haven't really decided exactly what that's going to be, whether it's going to be exam based or whether it's going to be more uh, knowledge based, as in how much you know other learning you would do during the year or you know going to conferences, sort of upskilling. So that that's sort of work in progress at the moment. But um, the exams are there's two parts. There is. Uh, an online knowledge test, and that consists of multiple choice questions. Um, we've got multiple response, free text, true or false, or matching questions. And that is that's the bit that's quite challenging, I think. Really, getting all those questions is that there's a huge bank of questions, and you get a random selection. Um, you have three three and a half hours to sit the exam, so it, you know there's there's a lot of studying that needs to be put in for that. And you get um, three attempts, three practice attempts at it. And you'll get random questions to start with. So you do get to see and feel for what the, the software is like, what the LMS system's like. And after you've passed that, then you can go on to do the practice. So the practice exams, there are nine practice files and you download a, 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 there's, there's nine standards that we have and you get uh, the three exam questions shall we say practical files for each of those you get a random selection for the nine you download those and it's supposed to be a simulation of working with a client 
So there's a file there and the client will come back and say, well, I want you to you know, have that animation first. I want you to have this video coming in with that bit of animation, you know, play that full screen. It's that sort of thing. You know, it might be a putting in a certain, you know, branding, it's color fonts, you know, that sort of thing that you're going to be popping in. And then you upload those and we mark them. So you've got two aspects to the exam. It is. And you know what, because PowerPoint is so it's so multi and we're getting a little off track here, but this is a core offering of the presentation guild. Um, mm -hmm. PowerPoint is such a multifaceted application. It's not just used for one thing. I always compare it or I commonly compare it to Photoshop. Photoshop has, I consider myself a very advanced user of Photoshop. And I would say I know about 40% of the features in there if I'm lucky, because there are vast areas where it just, it goes into so many tangents. PowerPoint is used for so many things. PowerPoint slides is obviously one thing. Ultra wide slides are kind of a little different thing. PowerPoint documents where they're using it as their word processor. Then we've got the whole e-learning track and how it can get converted. And then we've got it, now it's being used as a video editor. Now it's being used as a GIF creator. It's, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. I was intimidated taking the certification. Um, we had everybody in our office take it, and uh, and I think all of my design team was more confident going in than I was because they may have actually studied, and I just said, <laughs> yeah, I'll go for it. And suddenly I was like, oh, crud, how do you do that? Like, how, it is an open book test, people. You can go research things like on the fly. You have a limited time. But, I, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really, I think that the certification, I don't think, it's understood by outside our industry how big of a deal it is. It's like, no, not only do I know how to do slides, I know how to do a, like a, a lot of stuff. This certification covers such a big, vast array of ideas. Anyways, there's my little take on the presentation certifications. I think it is highly valuable and it should continue on uh, gaining you know, respect and recognition. So I think it's a good opportunity then to mention the boot camps that we offer. If anybody was a little bit intimidated by the fact that we were saying the uh, exams are of a high standard, we offer boot camps where you get the opportunity to have 10 hours over a week. It's two hours, um, depending on the time zone you're in. I think in the States, it's around lunchtime, 11 to 11 to 12, 11 to 1, something like that. Eastern time, I think. And uh, it's two hours every day, Monday to Friday, with Echo Swinford, who will, will go through everything that you need to sit the certification. So we have just finished uh, the summer ones, and we have dates then in uh, the end of November. So the specialist boot camp is on the 20, 27th of November to the 1st of December, and then the following week, from the 4th of December to the 8th of December, we have the expert boot camp. And these are really, really good sessions where Echo will basically go through everything you need to know for the exam, but you also get to pick her brains. So it's uh, highly valuable. <laughs> and I learned a lot when I sat in on the expert one recently, really learned a lot. So definitely worthwhile sitting in on those. And then you get the certification as, as part of the, the cost of that boot camp. That's pretty awesome stuff. It, it really is. I would love to sit down on a session with Echo. When we get together at different events and stuff, we just sit there and geek out with each other. How about this? How about that? How about this? And she brings up, hey, with the boot camp, I had this question. And yeah, it's always exciting. Very, very exciting. So another way that I see the Guild establishing awareness of our industry is the State of the Industry Report. And I 
believe that's available publicly. I can, you know, feel free, Sheila. I know you've been involved since the beginning. Sure. Um, I'd on? love to tell people what that's about. Um, it's, uh, it's evolved. This is a biennial survey now that's evolved to cover all aspects of the presentation industry. And so we ask folks, uh, wherever you work in the presentation industry to take this survey when it comes out, the survey is open globally, not not just for guild members. Um, and we each time we've gotten a few hundred responses, um, and we hope to continue to expand on that. And we ask all kinds of questions about what it's like to work in the presentation industry. Um, what kind of uh, organization do you work for? Are you self-employed? Um, questions like, do you work from home or in an office or on the road? Um, we do ask questions about salary. If you're someone who is a uh, owns an agency or you're an independent, um, what kind of hourly charges uh, do you charge for clients or do you charge by the hour or by the project? So a few questions around that. So we kind of uh, try to learn about literally the state of the industry. Um, and the report that we produce from those survey results becomes pretty valuable to folks. Uh, I definitely appreciate Nolan sharing a story about using that report to negotiate a um, higher price with a client. And that report lended a lot of credibility. And my understanding is that Nolan got a big old yes from that client. So it worked out really well. Um, the state of the industry report is a member perk, though. That's so one of the many, many okay. reasons to become a guild Excellent. member, of course. So to clarify, anybody can provide data for the report. They can take the survey, but to see the report, it's for guild members only. Yes, with with one caveat, um, we do send the report to the folks who agree to share their data. So if you're a non-member and you take the survey, um, we collect your email address independent from your results. The survey is anonymous, and we do send you a copy of the report um, once it's uh, published. And perhaps this would be a good opportunity to just uh, pipe in there on the certification because the certification is only available to members as well. Right. And, and just just to jump in and, and finish that story, I was able to send a copy of that to um, my client, which was some huge multinational or whatever, to their contracting department because they needed some sort of proof that, you know, why I was raising my rate more than like five and a half percent or whatever they're, they're what they allowed. And uh, and I said, here you go. And they said, oh, OK. <laughs> so that was enough proof for them. <laughs> Nolan's not the only one I know, you know, um, Christina Delorantes, she was able to negotiate her role and elevate her role and, be, and, and cr almost create her job description because of the state of the industry results and report. So it, it's a very, very amazing tool. And I'm glad to see that you're talking about continuing it. So the last one came out uh, recently or when, when what, what's, the, last what's the calendar spring. on it? Uh, last spring. So typically we've conducted the data collection in the fall. The report is out in the spring. It is a big effort um, to create and publish that. A lot of hands are, are in there. We, we have a, a fabulous data analyst who works with us and uh, Johanna's our art director. Um, so we, of course, you know, we're the presentation guild. We're going to produce a good looking report for you. Um <laughs> 
But uh, this survey is another way in which this industry is collegial. We have so many people willing to say, let me share with you my experiences working in this industry so that we can all learn from each other. So in that way, I love the the SOTI, as we call it, state of the industry report. One thing, I mean, we've talked about the state of the industry and the certifications. Those are member perks. But one thing that is open to uh, the public is the industry standards. So you can go to the presentationguild.org and find the standards. Those are the base of the certifications. And um, you, if you are wondering, you know, am I ready to take on certifications? Well, maybe you don't want to take certifications. Just map out what am I doing compared to some industry standards. You can find them there as a downloadable PDF and and just, you know, check off. What are you doing? What do you want to do more of? And um, And those are open to the public. So you can go find it. So really quick while we're on this raising awareness, I understand sponsorships are available. Should a company out there be in a position to do that? Does somebody want to give a quick blurb, a little statement about that, a little info? Sure. Um, we we love our sponsors. Um, we have sponsors of different sizes, uh, presentation agencies, big and small, um, other kinds of companies, uh, places that build add-ons and and so on. Um, we have different packages at different levels, just like other organizations. So you can come in at different uh, price points and you get a different set of uh, perks in return. We do have a page on our website spelling out all of the sponsorship levels. And uh, Rick Brett Schneider is our uh, sponsorships liaison. So you can reach out. For, for that question or any question, info at presentationguild.org will get you to the right person to talk with. Fantastic. I, yeah, there's just a lot of great industry stuff happening here. I wanted to make sure to call that out before I... We talked a lot about generating awareness and that led into cultivating skills, which is, you know, certifications, definitely. Um, what are just a list of other ways that w- members will be able to elevate their skill level by joining other than certifications. And I mean, like that isn't enough, but there's so many other things. Why don't Matt, can you talk about maybe the events that list yeah. of events, online um, resources inside the guild site? The, the events yeah. play a mm-hmm. key part in the members being able to elevate their skills. And in past years and s- still now, one kind of event is basically line up an expert and have that expert lead a webinar. Uh, there's that method. And then those webinars are recorded and put in an archive so the members can go watch the webinars in that archive. And then another method that we started introducing more heavily in the past couple months is thinking, well, we've got this large base of members. Let's take some of them who we've never heard from before and have them showcase their skills. So we've got experts showcasing their skills via the webinars. And we also have the the members of the guild that maybe we haven't heard from before or who don't yet have a reputation as an expert on the subject 
who are also given a chance to, to showcase their skills. I want to mention that part of what led me to actually join the Guild and not just be a lurker and a newsletter reader, I started to see advertisements for the Inspired by Design webinars, which mm. were a member yeah. of HERC. Um, fabulous mm-hmm. designers, Julie Turberg and Nolan Hames, leading those webinars. And that was like the tipping mm-hmm. point for me. You know, I have to pay my dues and get to see these webinars. And I still have notebooks full of notes uh, watching all of those. It was an amazing series, still very, very relevant. And um, I would encourage anyone to check out that series in our archive. Well, thanks. I'm glad I was able to tip you over. Um, and we're actually, I'm actually starting a new series, um, next month, uh, for the guild. Uh, and I think we're calling it the entrepreneur series. Um, what's the exact title, John? <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's part of the entrepreneur series, oh, okay. but yours is called the business talk. The business, so okay. we're going to guess business talk. Number one is coming up. Yeah, so, uh, Nolan. Bethany Auk, uh, former president and I are going to be doing that. Just talking about, um, well, the business, you know, which is, uh, yeah, so no design, just uh, just uh, all sorts of stuff. And we're, if you are a member, we're collecting uh, we're collecting um, uh, topics and things now. So uh, go to the Slack channel and or email us and let us know things uh, that that you want to talk about. But that starts um, end of next month, I think, just uh, October thirtieth. Yes, October October thirtieth. And we th- this mm-hmm. is uh, besides what Matt was talking about the our studio series, which is uh, hands-on or members participation series. The business part is going to be uh, geared towards if you are an entrepreneur within the presentation industry uh, field, or if you want to become one, um, there will be events geared towards that. And Nolan and Beth are going to do quarterly talks. So we we get to uh, hang out with them once every quarter. And um, we're super excited for that because so many of us are entrepreneurs and um, have specific questions geared towards that. You know, PowerPoint designers, presentation um, coaches, storytellers, what have you. We are all entrepreneurs trying to um, promote our businesses yeah. and figure out how to run them. And this this is similar. If you've been to the presentation summit, I always do a, a, biz, a late night business roundtable. So this is going to be similar to that. And I think, you know, it's because I, I want to talk. Uh, I want to now move into some more of the networking opportunities. I, we mentioned we mentioned that I just mentioned the Slack channel and and their forums and things, but. Um, you know, finding out, like having the network to find out how you do this in PowerPoint or how you do that in Keynote or, you know, the design question, like that, that's great. Like, and, and that, that's very helpful, but sort of the more invaluable stuff is how do I, you know, write a contract? How do I, you know, how do I handle this issue with a client? How do I, you know, raise my rate? I mean, that's the, that's the real stuff that is not in books and nobody teaches you and, and you've got to sort of reach out to your colleagues. So, uh, uh, do you want to, I'm going to throw it back to you guys. Do you want to talk about some of the, the forums or places where, where you can get that kind of information, that sort of direct connection with other members? Well, Slack is, of course, our main communication channel. There are so many different uh, channels on Slack. And one of them is the channel for entrepreneur questions. And we hope that that one is going to light up a little bit more now when we have these entrepreneur uh, events coming up. So um, that is, and I've asked questions there. People have asked questions about running your business, how to fire a client, <laughs> things like that. Uh, that are tricky and, and, and hard. There have been discussions about 
you know, should I dare to jump and go on the freelance wagon or should I stay in-house or should I do both at the same time? All kinds of related questions. So there will be more entrepreneur uh, events um, coming up as well besides the business talk. I, I, that's dear to my heart uh, as an entrepreneur myself because just as Nolan said, those are tricky questions and you can't really find the answers to them uh, anywhere. And just connecting with other uh, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, freelancers is, is, um, it's, it's critical. Yeah. I I'm not on Slack as really as much as I should be. And and I, I really keep telling myself, I gotta, I gotta get back on it more often, but just, just recently, I just posted something about like some weird ACH form that a, a client wanted me to sign. I was like, this doesn't seem right. Let me, let me reach out to everyone else. Like, have you ever seen this? And it's just nice to get a little feedback and, you know, confirmation or explanation from others. And you never know. There was a conversation on Slack a while back about contracts and how to write certain uh, clauses into your contract. And three or four of us kind of had the same questions. And we ended up taking our conversation to a live Zoom, just the the bunch of us, and really working things through and sharing. And, you know, it really was an invaluable conversation. So it's it's great for that kind of networking. Matt, how about you? Any thoughts? Well, uh, on this, I have a thought on this theme of the Presentation Guild as a forum for people who are running their own businesses and want to run their own businesses better. I think this is one of the most interesting developments in the Presentation Guild over the past couple of years is that in the past, you know, we, we started out, our core was PowerPoint and using the software. And that was the core of the presentation guild. But half of the membership now, half of the membership is people who are running their own businesses. And so a large part of their lives are how are, are centered around how to run their own businesses better. And for the presentation guild to be able to not only answer how to PowerPoint better, but how to run your business better that's a great development for half of the membership. Absolutely. You know, and I think the certification um, groups, uh, the types of certifications that are offered reflect that. For example, the, the specialist is for PowerPoint because 97% of people surveyed use PowerPoint as a primary tool. But as you get into specialist and master, I think it gets more into design theory, color theory, business business applications, that sort of thing. So the guild basically planned for its evolution. True, oh, true. definitely. Yeah. Um, another great place, though, to meet and network is at the guild gatherings. Um, so there are questions that maybe you don't want to put in writing in a, in a forum that's just about writing. Uh, maybe you want to just see who shows up next week at the gathering. And if you're comfortable, you're just going to pose your question to the folks that are right there in the Zoom room. Um, so guild gatherings have been really uh, successful. And um, with Matt's help, we increased the frequency of them in 2023. And that allows people even more opportunities to get together with colleagues. And we introduced, uh, well, I think you probably ordered all you probably always had a book club, but uh, we started the book club a bit more this year as well, which has been really uh, oh yeah, interesting. About that. Yeah, I think Matt was hosting those, weren't you, Matt? But we were choosing a, a book probably every 
two to three months. So it's sort yeah, of feasible about, for people to read that because obviously we're all, all busy. <laughs> about every three months we would do a book and the typical format is that we'll meet twice. We'll meet the first time to discuss the first half of the book, the second time about a month later to discuss the second half of the book. And then the third time we meet approximately about a month later will be to have a chat with the author. So this, the typical cycle is about three months. And the books have been, in the past, they've been very focused on presentation skills. And one thing that we've talked about doing in the past, or in the past couple months, is maybe having some more, having the books be a little bit more about business skills and how maybe those business skills could be applied to a presentation business. So the book club, in, in addition to being an interesting way to meet people and to grow your network a little bit and just hear people's thoughts on the nature of presentations, the book club is also a great place for people to kind of evolve their the, the way that they, they see their trade. Do you have any, are there any scheduled? Do we oh, have yeah. any well, books our, coming our up? Our current book that we're doing right now is a, a book that was written by Chantal, who is another officer on the board. And so we're doing her book. And in the past, we've done some other Presentation Guild member books. And we ha haven't even chosen the book that will come after Chantal's book yet. So that one's still up in the air. I find okay. it's a great accountability though, because it okay. makes me read them. Yeah. Yeah, I will read that book. <laughs> it, it, it is a, a great accountability tool because otherwise I personally, I would never read these books. I would watch Netflix or something like that. But now I'm like, okay, I've got to read this book because we're organizing a book club, so I better I better know what I'm talking about. Exactly, exactly. There are you have a there are a lot of events coming up. I I we have all of us have taken a look at your calendar. Um, large, small events um, would love to go down the list, and and if you can, you know, apply some dates. You don't promote yourself a little bit here, and you. You know, when is the next guild gathering? I would love to hear about, I think you've got uh, slide makeover sessions coming up and board information sessions. And well, you mentioned the boot camps, but I would love to give our um, listeners yeah, let, a little let's, let's, push. We'll, we'll, we'll start with the guild gatherings. So there, there, there are several guild gatherings each month, but question, or just to clarify, those are a, um, a Zoom based event. So that's where everybody's going to gather. So you, you don't, it's not physically going to a coffee shop. It's a, it's a virtual gathering and it is zoom still, correct? That is correct. It is, it, it is. Everybody's shaking their zoom. head folks on the video. <laughs> I'm seeing heads Bob, but no one is vocalizing. <laughs> this is an audio format for the podcast for all visual designers. Everybody's yep, we got it. Yeah, head bobbing. <laughs> um, yeah. The guild. Yeah. Just go to the, I, I mean, all you gotta do, I, I recommend, and I point me, well, there's the, the, presentationguild.org um, and there's a calendar of events and it's loaded. Uh, we will have just uh, last month at this point would be Nolan. You had one, the chart charts that stand out. Uh, 
Yep. Well, that's, uh, right. yeah. And again, that's it for- happened. Yeah. That was back in September, yep. but you're a part of those as well as the other ones. Um, yeah, there's just an ongoing and hold on load more. I got to see how far in advance you guys keep these. Uh, there's December. Oh, you got well, several months on there. <laughs> we're, we're excited about the October 12th. Uh, gathering because that's an open house. That's the first time we've done a gathering as an open house. It's open to anyone who wants to try out and check out and see what a gathering is like. So October 12th, there's two options for that. It's open for anyone who wants to join. You find it on the website under the events page. Um, Come out and hang out and test it out for one open session. That is just a couple of weeks after this podcast releases. So I will put that in the show notes. Absolutely. Great. And we also, we, uh, we produce some events in-house for members only. That's a member benefit. Um, like the traditional guild gatherings are, are members only. Um, but we also have a wonderful partnership with Training Magazine Network. They're a huge organization. A lot of uh, L&D, learning and development folks there. But a lot of, um, they produce a number of free webinars, open to the public free webinars. And lots of guild members, including Nolan, uh, myself, uh, I don't know if others of you, uh, Richard Goring has done lots. Um, other Presentation Guild members have done uh, fabulous webinars. So you'll see those promoted on our website as well. Um, Training Mag Network is a wonderful organization and uh, really high quality stuff. I've learned a ton from them as well. And they, if you're not familiar with it, they all, they're, they're free and uh, not just to Guild members. And they also archive their webinars as well. So there's a lot of past uh, great stuff on, on their site as well. So yeah, I'm really glad for the, the partnership uh, with the Guild. Well, can I redirect us to, I mean, kind of as the industry powerhouse, if you will, one of the benefits that members enjoy, and we've been kind of talking about a few of them. So I'm going to, I'm going to solidify this and say, Hey, there are a lot of member discounts and cool stuff. What are some examples you can list off? Well, we have a we have a whole list. A lot of PowerPoint tools and add-ins. Um, the creators have made them available to guild members either free or at a discounted rate. Um, the first one that I grabbed was NX PowerLite Desktop, mm. a file compression software. Oh my gosh! And I'm a Mac person, so I get excited anytime someone builds something that is available for the Mac. Um, but I'm going to save the details for tech tips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> teaser teaser <laughs> so yeah there, there is a great page of, of, of things and that like the discounts aside it's just a nice resource like oh the, these are these are these are add-ins so i mean that's just one of the many things it's great that you get a mm-hmm. you, you get discounts as well on that and i yes i'm a huge fan of nx Paralyte as well they just came out with a new version which i downloaded today i think and updated for Mac and PC, but I'll, I'll wait for tech tips on that. Um, any, any other, any other, uh, resources that we did? Like, again, I, we feel like we're kind of like throwing everything against the wall, but there really is that much that you can sort of like pick and choose and it's, you know, Absolutely. And, and, and more and just, you know, all the time we keep sort of, um, giving more, you know, and, and, uh, and releasing more resources and, and scheduling new events. Um, and a lot of that, or, most of that is really thanks to the board. Um, you're all board members and it is 
um, I, I hope it's not a thankless job because I want to thank you for it. So I know, um, you know, it's a lot of work and, and I really appreciate everybody who, uh, is a board member. And so this might be, might be a good opportunity to make a, make a little sales pitch for other board members, uh, because I know the guild is always, always searching and always, uh, wanting, you know, new board members, the board changes over every year. Um, of course. So a- anybody want to make a, make a big pitch to, uh, to members to, uh, run for the board? Absolutely. Um, this pitch may not be in time for, uh, nominations. I think nominations are due October 3rd for board members. People sell That's the day it releases. So if you're quick, you can get in there. (laughs) If you are listening to this podcast on release day, get your nomination form into us right away today. Um, We are always looking for new board members. We do have a larger board. Um, Our capacity is up to 15 board members, and about one-third of the board cycles off each year, so we always have uh, new folks coming on. We are a volunteer board. We are both a uh, policy-based governance and implementation execution-based board, which means we do all the work, and it is... And it is work, to be honest. Um, We're trying to run an association. And uh, even with 15 people, there's always more to do. So um, we're always uh, looking for volunteers as well. Um, And we do have a few folks who are wonderful volunteers. Um, You can reach out to any of us. You can also reach out info at presentationguild.org to ask any questions about board service. And we're happy to talk with you and answer any questions. Um, We'll be announcing our 2024 board of directors at our annual meeting, November 9th, and that is open to all guild members. It's the one uh, board meeting that is open to our membership. So we'll be sharing a lot on November 9th. All right. Wow. The Presentation Guild. It's our industry. It's, well, it's our representation. It is for us. It is a, uh, uh, you know, we didn't really cover this, but we didn't talk about their salary range, all the board members' salaries and, you know, what wonderful benefits and perks that has. It's a volunteer service, folks. These people are literally here for the industry. So um, it's great. Presentationguild.org. Definitely recommend everybody check it out. Uh, get on their newsletters, whether you're a member or not, because it's great to see what is happening in the industry. Um, and I know on the um, previous podcast, we just talked with uh, Rick Altman from the Presentation Summit, and we didn't talk about it on this one, but the Presentation Guild is a sponsor of the event this year. Head nods, I'm correct on that, right? Okay, good. Whew, we're going to keep that in because that is that is the way it goes. Uh, lots and lots of great conversation. So many things to talk about. So many tangents. We should have just picked one of these and made it a whole conversation. But with that, um, we're going to do some pro and tech tips. And this will be, there's a lot of them. Is everybody good? Does everybody have a pro and tech tip? We good to stick around? All right, I'm going to give a, a very small technical PowerPoint tip, uh, something I just did this morning. Uh, a lot of times I have a video play full screen on a slide, and and just when we go to the slide, it just starts playing full screen, and then we go to the next slide. But if uh, a lot of a lot of videos start with like a black screen or white screen, and so if you're just looking that and looking at that in slide sorter mode or layout mode, you don't know what video it is. So when you're so. If you do the uh, p- uh, poster frame, like you can set any poster frame from it, 
uh, which is nice. So you can sort of see what that video is before it plays. But the problem is when you go into slideshow mode, you often see a flash of that frame and then it jumps back. So what what I do is I I don't set the the custom poster frame. I leave it black or whatever. But I go but I advance the um, I advance the video uh, to to the frame that I want that sort of explains what the video is. Take a screenshot of it or copy and paste as a as a as a picture and just place that over the video and then apply a disappear animation. So that allows users they're looking in slide sorter they can see oh yep that's that video that's that video whatever. But then in slideshow mode it just plays without that flash. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, and that's that's my quick uh, video tip. That is awesome. I'm not going to go over mine because, ironically, I'm doing video as well today. <laughs> this is not planned, folks. Matt, what's a pro or tech tip you got for everybody? I would go with a website called wordart.com, and I ran across this because I just saw it mentioned on the Presentation Guilds, on some Presentation Guild Slack channel, and this website has revolutionized my life. It's it's a very simple thing. It's not fancy at all. You just paste in a transcript of something, and it gives you back a word cloud. So it's not fancy at all. It's not, it, and it's completely free. But being able to see, you know, which words are used most in a transcript has rocked my world in so many ways. Oh, that's interesting because. I just had to do a quick search. As you're saying that, I did a blog post on wordart.com uh -huh. in 2018, but Ooh. it was all about, because they have a they have a great tool for building um, uh, visualizer um, word clouds, and yeah. you can put them inside of shapes and other things that a lot of the other ones, so it's very stylized. So that's pretty funny. I, ha I had a, uh, I quickly did, I did do a blog post on it, but for a completely different use of it. And I want to check out how you're doing it to see words in a transcript so, that's matt really are cool. you using this as part of design or just for sort of your own analysis i use it for my own analysis uh the one of the core functions of my job is to take someone's presentation to take the words from someone's presentation mm -hmm. the transcript of mm -hmm. someone's presentation and to substitute some words so one of the main things that i want is just a list of the words that are being used in their presentation and which one, which words are they using most often and which ones are they using not often at all. And this website, wordart.com helps me do exactly that. that. See, that's my tip. That's fantastic. That like, I've never really thought about using a word cloud for your own, uh, again, analysis of, of somebody's speech, right? That's, that's fantastic to sort of say you're saying this too much you're not saying that enough that's <laughs> yeah. fantastic if, if you want to know what word is being used too much yeah does um count as a word this um, yeah. i guess if you wanted to put um in there you could put um in there <laughs> um. hopefully not <laughs> um. it's like powerpoint metrics the uh the space bar and control z i believe are the uh, or the nudge right are and control z are the two highest used commands yeah uh, i think that's across everything uh, Fiona, what do you got for us? Pro tech tip. Right. Well, I'm going to go from a slightly different angle because I'm delivering training, which is design and the actual delivery of PowerPoint. I'm going to go for the see all slides function in presenter view, because I find that whenever I tell people about this, they have no idea about it. I start to go through module on delivering your presentation and I start by opening up the presenter view and they go, oh yeah, yeah, we know the presenter view. We know that. 
And then when I come to see all slides, they go, oh my God, that is amazing. Do you mean that I can go from the end slide to a slide in the middle without seeing all the slides in between? And I go, yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenal. Yes, you yes, can. You can. I love that. Do you use, um, now I got to ask a question because this is one of my favorite things. I do it all the time. Do you use um, PowerPoint sections because they show up as a, a reference list in presenter view as well, which I think is one of the best hidden features. So you can, you know, so if you had, if you had the six of us, we'd all yeah. have our own slides. We could just give ourselves, you know, a section and then you could easily jump to them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm still holding mine. Um, well. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the sections with the zooms as well are pretty good when you can uh, choose what you're going to present. Yes. Section zooms and say, I'll I'll do that bit or I'll, Mm -hmm. you know, choose what it is you're going to present or give your audience the option to say, let's go for that first. Uh, Who should go next? Who should? Sandy, join us. Yeah. I'll go next. I got, I figured out one just under the, while you're here. So I follow, I use Instagram more for personal inspiration, but this PowerPoint expert showed up on my feed, fastppt.net. And it's not spam. It sounds like it just by that name. But it's these snippets of really fast, cool slide treatments that technically I probably probably can't use every day because I'm in a corp I I build corporate presentations, but just fun design ideas that are inspirational and they're quick. And if I need some inspiration, I can go to his feed or just remember it. So, um, interesting. I, I recommend fast PPT. That's all one word dot net on Instagram, by the way. Very cool. Yeah, the website's basically their selling service, but it's lots of design. So I'm assuming Instagram just covers visual after visual. Uh, yes. Cool, cool. cool yes. Inspiration. Um, Johanna, what do you mm-hmm. got? So I have a uh, an old fashioned tip, a book, <laughs> uh, a book. So you know, I'm a book nerd. Um, I love books. Uh, I, I have a space in my bookshelf for Nolan's upcoming book. <laughs> It's waiting. It's been patiently waiting. Um, but uh, no, no, I keep it clean <laughs> oh. and ready for you. Um, <laughs> but you know how you always search for answers. And today when you Google, it gets overwhelming. Like you, and, and if you have questions, for example, about Excel or things like that, you get videos and, and they jump you into a point in a video and you're trying to look at the video while also trying to figure out how to do things. And sometimes they're basic, sometimes they're more uh, complex. So we had um, um, Jonathan Swabish as one of our book club authors this spring. We did his PowerPoint book and he just recently came out with a Excel book. Uh, it came, I think it was in May, he came out with it. It's called Data Visualizations in Excel. And it's actually that. It is, you know, Excel. Um, but I, I've actually enjoyed it so much. Not that I read it from, you know, cover to cover, but when I have questions like, okay, how do you, how how did you do that? I'm not always in Excel. I'm mostly in PowerPoint. And it's so nice to just go in there and find it and read it and have it on your desk and then solve the problem. So if you want an old fashioned source of knowledge in the book form for Excel, then that is a great book. Jonathan Swabish, Data Visualization in Excel. I second the motion. And let's hear where we at here. Uh, Sheila, you're up. Yeah, so one of the Guild uh, perks discounts that I mentioned before is a discount on NX PowerLite desktop 
by New Power. That's N-E-U-X Power. Uh, it's a compression software that shrinks down your PowerPoint files, but also Word, uh, PDF, JPEGs, PNGs, and TIFF files, if anyone is still using TIFF. So <laughs> I mentioned that I'm a Mac, so TIFF used to be a default uh, for Mac. So my PowerPoints, if I had screenshots using preview, my files were huge. I don't even want to tell you how many megabytes large they were. It's embarrassing. Um, but what's cool is NX PowerLite um, works well on files that don't compress well with zip. And zip is just really tricky with Mac. Um, so NX PowerLite is so much easier for me to use. Uh, you can customize some of the settings, which is great. Uh, as Nolan mentioned, they just came out with version 10 for Mac, and they've made some cool updates. One of the key features for me is that you can determine if you're using charts and graphs. So some of my PowerPoint decks are actually evaluation or survey data reports, and they've got a ton of charts and graphs. I can choose when I'm compressing whether I want the Excel data stripped out of those charts or left in there. So that's really important to me. Um, so it isn't free software, but it also is not expensive. So it's a great value. I second it. And if you're a member of the Guild and you're listening. Absolutely. Go to that page your on our website. You'll find it in the list. All right. So I'll wrap us up because this has been phenomenal. We could have made a whole series of just talking about these. So ironically, Nolan, mine is about video as well. And I'm going to I'm gonna say my tip, but then I got to give another one because you reminded me of something else. I knew you so had another is, method for that. I knew you had another solution. No, no, no. It's actually the, it, it's, it's, a, it's a different, it's a different perspective Approach. on that. Okay. So my tip as noted in my notes here, because I just had to do this. Um, so I'm doing some stuff with, uh, with a gaming company and this and that, and they were actually pulling uh, content. They, they wanted to reference content from Twitter and uh, Instagram and a few other social media platforms in their video. And uh, so they're like, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I, getting Twitter videos, you know, download is a little bit awkward. It, you know, it's not easy, this and that. And, and I literally, you know, we're on a, uh, you know, a, a zoom meeting. So, you know, everybody's in real time. They're like, well, can we just see how this thing would play to show this particular aspect of gameplay? So my quick, easy method, which turned out phenomenal is I love Snagit. Snagit, TechSmith Snagit is like the Swiss army knife that every Mac or Windows should use. Everybody in our office, it's part of it. Our contractors, we usually buy the, uh, the one-year subscription, the license for it, because it's got so much. So I literally just said, okay, this is the video you want, this, that. I set up a screen capture of the video right then and there, grabbed the video, saved out, nice little compact MP4 uh, video, dropped it into the slide, said, this is what you're looking for. And then we got a whole, I mean, it literally resolved an entire conversation about how we're going to design it. Now I can go into the gameplay and actually get a high-res video and do some other stuff. But it was like the, so Snagit is my go-to. I just used it to, create the video, if you will. I cried because I didn't want to show certain areas of it and it was great. Okay. So there's my tip on using Snagit, not for just screen capture, but for video. Also, it captured the audio, which I didn't need. And I kind of forgot to turn that thing off. So it does everything. Nolan, here's my other one on video and poster frames though. So I unfortunately cannot get rid of the flash, which you eliminated. But when you do printouts, the dilemma is a photo, a video looks like a a picture, you know, mm -hmm. people don't realize it's a video. 
So often, and this is mainly for videos we're creating, we'll do a slate that explains what the video is and all the details about it. So we have this information ugly, blacks, if you will, black upfront, white text that says what the video is, duration. Um, sometimes there's uh, uh, releases, you know, model release information, there's, they have it. So that's baked into the video. So we'll go to that, we'll capture that as the poster frame. Then I use the trim feature and I go forward to where the video starts. Hmm. Or what more is common is that information is at the very end. So that's where this would be more applicable. So I'll go to the very end, queue up exactly like you said, and I'll say, use this as the poster frame. So now in printouts, they're going to see this information about the video. Um, or if there's like a logo at the beginning and I want to do the person speaking all forward and I'll do a poster frame of the person speaking. So in a printout, you get a sense of it. And then I trim off, if it's that information one at the tail end, I trim it off. So it's no longer part of the playback. So I'm using it kind of the exact opposite. I'm adding information, but All I'm right. thinking about it for print. The dilemma is it shows that flash because now I've got a, it has to flash that first frame while it sets up the playback. Right. No way to get rid of it. And it's like a juggling act of, is that better <laughs> or not? And when you're dealing with a design by committee thing, it's better for them to know what the video is often. Cool. So, um, so my, 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 my tip is video, but I kind of went in two directions. Hey, I just got to say thank you to everybody. Uh, uh, you know, Johanna, Fiona, Sheila, and Matt, thank you for joining us from so many different locations and just giving us all this great insight and uh, information about the presentation guild. Thank you. This is Nolan from Nolan Hames Creative. Check out nolanhamescreative.com to learn more about our presentation and DataViz training. You can also find some free downloads on the goodies page. And if you want to design slides without bullet points, you can check out thebetterdeckdeck.com. You can get the actual deck of cards, the PDF version, even the PowerPoint source files. And podcast listeners uh, can use the code podcast to get a discount on any order. Matt Kraus, and I can be reached by email at matt at recipientlabs.com. And that is my business website. I am 100% virtual. So just uh, send me an email and we'll meet on Zoom. Matt at recipientlabs.com. And this is Sandy Johnson with Presentation Wiz. You can visit my website and blog at presentationwiz.biz. I'm also on LinkedIn as Sandra Johnson PowerPoint MVP, and I'm on Twitter as at PPTWiz. And as always, join us at the Presentation Guild at presentationguild.org. This is Fiona Walsh of Empire Presentations, and I am a PowerPoint trainer for STEM organizations. And you can find me on LinkedIn if you type Fiona Walsh PowerPoint. Thank you. And I'm Johanna Renval. You can find me at my presentation and design agency company website, presentitude.com. And connect with me on LinkedIn as Johanna Renvall or Presentitude. This is Sheila B. Robinson. My company is Custom Professional Learning, and I provide all kinds of professional development and training on site or online. Uh, you can find me at SheilaBRobinson.com. Just remember the B. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter. Still Twitter to me. <laughs> 
And to wrap it out, this is Troy from TLC Creative Services, professional presentation design studio. Check us out, tlccreative.com. VXPmeeting.com is our virtual uh, event platform. And the powerpointblog.com is where we have all kinds of fun. Well, I get to have all kinds of fun information relaying. I want to say thank you once again to everybody. And because everybody in this closing said, you'll find me at, because I never do that, you'll find me at uh, this month and next month, October, November, look for me in the airports. I am literally traveling virtually every <laughs> single day. So we'll wave. Let let me know what airport you're in. I'm, I'm in three different countries, four different countries and about seven different states over the two months. And uh, that's my life. So that's where I will be found. But other than that, find us here at the presentation podcast. Thanks. Thank you for joining the presentation podcast for another great presentation conversation. A big thank you to Fiona, Sheila, Johanna, and Matt for joining us. Episode show notes are available at the presentation podcast website, thepresentationpodcast.com. The Presentation Podcast is produced by TLC Creative Services, Inc., and new episodes release on the first and third Tuesday of each month. Mm-hmm.